DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. We are joined now by the 2003 Masters champion, Mike Weir, a BYU Cougar. Mike, good morning. Morning, guys. DJ, how are you? Good. Okay. Just looked it up. We were just talking about, you know, who put the... i got to remember, who put that green jacket on Mike Weir's shoulders? And whose shoulders did he put it on? It. You won it the year after Tiger. Tiger had actually won back-to-back. And the year before Phil... That's some pretty good right. company right there, Mike. Those were, man, those were the <laughs> days, huh? Yeah, that was nice to uh, have Tiger put the jacket on me. We had a, you know, before you before you do that ceremony, you're kind of in the the backstage while the, while Jim Nance and they're getting ready to uh, to do that that TV announcement. And uh, yeah, Tiger and I had a couple of good laughs, and I was able to give him the needle a little bit. But I was finally able to kick his butt once. <laughs> So <laughs> obviously this, no, obviously not. And you know he's the defending champ. Uh, how much you miss not being back there this time of year because you've been doing this for years. And I guess maybe you get it in November, but it seems like now's the time you're supposed to go. Yeah, DK, it's it's a strange feeling. You know, all, uh, as everybody knows, it's a, everything's a little bit strange right now. But um, you know, yeah, this is kind of. And growing up in Canada, this was kind of the kickoff to our season. You know, as when I was a junior golfer, you know, watching the Masters on TV, it was kind of the start of the season up there. And um, as it kind of is here, you know, it's the, the really the start of the season, and everybody gets excited around Masters time uh, this time. So that's yeah, a strange feeling not to be going back and um, just kind of watching highlights and stuff as people kind of through social media kind of you know, kind of reminisce over certain years and certain events and um, Masters events. So, yeah, it's just strange not to be there. So I'm curious, since uh, PK mentions November, have, have you ever been back to Augusta in November? What does the course look like then? I've got this picture in my mind, but I don't know if it's going to match up. Yeah, you know, strangely enough, I've never been back in the fall. You know, um, I usually kind of go to prep for the tournament, you know, in, in late February and March. I'll, I'll try to make a trip there when I'm, I'm playing an event in Florida or something. I'll, I'll make a trip up there for a couple of days to play to kind of get used to the course. But I've never been in the fall. But, you know, Augusta National, you know, they have all this, this sub-air system under the greens and some of the fairways. And, um, I, you know, I, I assume that, you know, with being a hot summer, you know, I was being in the south, hot summer but they can they can kind of control the temperatures of the conditions on the greens and i think i think they'll probably you'll see it kind of play firm i I think unless it's a really rainy you know time of year in november but um, i think that time of year outside of the azaleas not being out i think the course will still be great and and i expect it probably be maybe a little bit firmer than um than april so what are golfers doing now to keep some form of uh, conditioning and also their skills up to date? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of things you can do indoors. Um, you know, you can, you can, so luckily enough, I've got a little indoor simulator here. I can practice indoors, but you know, there's a lot of things you can do as amateurs. You know, you can put a club across your chest and do some pivot drills. Um, you can do some putting inside. Um, you can, you know, it's, it's really good to you know make some practice swings indoors, nice and slow. Look out for uh, any light fixtures above. I've I've done that before in college. Actually, hit a hit a light right above and smash the light swinging in my in my college apartment. But um, outside of that, you can you know make some nice nice swings inside and just kind of keep loose and 
Um, luckily, you know, we're able to, you know, in our state, we're able to play golf right now. I um, was able to break away last night and just play nine holes by myself. I, I went out to uh, Hidden Valley with about seven clubs in my bag and just kind of a little walk around and, and played. And um, so, you know, it's, uh, it's tough times. You know, everybody's uh, itching to get out there, especially this week when we see the weather starting to get a little better this week. So that's tough. Mike Weir, Masters champ. Uh, so we got the news that the uh, you know rescheduling the majors here, and of course everybody wants it to happen. Of course everybody also wants to be safe. So you got to kind of juggle those two things. What do you think are the biggest as a player? What would kind of put your mind at ease? Like these are the biggest hurdles, and they answer these questions the right way. Then I'm going to feel pretty good about playing. What what would you have to hear before you feel good about playing? Hmm. Yeah, that's a tough one. I guess it'd be, you know, that obviously that the virus is way on the decline, that uh, the airlines are declaring everything safe, you know, to travel, hotels, things like that. I think once you get outside, get on the golf course, you and your caddy, you could do lots of social distancing, um, whether there's going to be fans at the events when we when we first get back. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. I mean, I guess the fans would have to, you know, assess that situation that they, you know, I, I think they can still – at most events outside of the majors, you know, you, the majors has have have huge crowds. Some of the other PGA Tour events don't, so you can really kind of spread out as a fan. So golf is unique a little bit that way. There's there's so much room to kind of maneuver. Um, I think it'd just be the travel aspect, you know, just feeling safe to get on a plane and, and staying in a hotel, um, and then you know, I guess going out to a restaurant when you're when you're out at uh, when you're out at an event. Now, when I talked to you in the fall, you were talking about getting serious about the senior tour because I think next month you hit the big 5 uh, mm-hmm. How is that going? What have, what have you heard about that? Yeah, we uh, we just heard yesterday uh, they, they canceled the uh, uh, U.S. Senior Open. You know, they postponed the regular Open at Wingfoot and moved that to September. But the, uh, the Senior Open that was going to be played in Rhode Island, uh, they, they canceled that. Um, they've moved a few things around. We haven't heard a lot of more cancellations. I think most of May is all is done um, on the, on the schedule, but um, yeah, it's definitely going to be a shortened schedule uh, on the champions tour. When I, when I get out there, whenever we get out there. And um, so, yeah, I'm just trying to stay as, as, as ready as I can without kind of overdoing it because still obviously could be, could be three or four months. Could be two months. We, no one really knows. So I'm I'm trying to stay somewhat sharp, and uh, um, yet at the same time, just kind of um, take care of things around here as well. So I don't know how much time you spent in front of the Golf Channel. There's a lot of master stuff running on TV. Golf Channel, ESPN, CBS this week. I think there's 18 to 20 something like that. Different tournaments they're gonna. Flashback, either edited versions or the final round. It's going to be a little different. I was watching some of the stuff because they had Monday was like Arnold Palmer Day, basically on on the Golf Channel. And I got to oh, admit, cool. at first, and it, it took a minute to adjust, but at first, I'm kind of like, well, "What am I looking at here?" And then I'm like, "Oh, okay, I know what shot that is." You know, you get used to certain holes, certain camera shots, and recognizing mm-hmm. 16, 18, like. The, the trees were a different height, you know. I mean, the course, you know, they had they had Palmer walking off the green at one point, and then they have him 
as a you know sixty or seven year old walking by, I'm like, okay, yeah, the trees did get a lot bigger. It took a minute to adjust. Have you uh, spent any time watching some of that old stuff? Um, in years past, I haven't had a chance to uh, lately. But you know, in years past, I've seen a lot of footage, and you know, there's there's still stories going around. Um, you know, in the champions' locker room, the, the story of. Sam Snead telling Jack Nicholas on the 13th hole, he's like, you know, Jack, I used to take it right over the trees on the left side and, and carry the corner and ca- carry Ray's Creek and hit it way down there. And Jack apparently tried it and, and clanked it off the trees and went down. And he's like, well, Jack, you know, when I hit it over there, the trees are about half that height, you know? So yeah, the, the trees do grow over the years and they, and they, they strategically place trees at Augusta. I was playing the practice round with Jose Maria Olafalbo. Um, one year, and on the 18th hole, the, the second time he won, he had hit it in the left trees on 18, and he had a nice little gap, and he punched some sort of four or five iron up, and it ran up onto the front of the green. He two-putted to win, and I was playing with him. I said, Jose, show me that shot you hit. So we walked over there, and I was looking. I was like, and he's like, I was right here, and I said, you don't have a shot. There's trees right here. And he's like, well, they placed those after I hit the shot from the year before. So Augusta does things like that. They see certain things happen, and they strategically – They'll place a tree here. They'll they'll just make subtle adjustments, and um, that's you know one some of the, the fun things they they're able to do and adjust. And that's I guess a special thing about Augusta being there every year is that you, you as you said DJ you get to see certain shots. You remember certain shots at certain holes. Obviously Nicholas on his great eighty six win. You know that hole back nine is just so for me so memorable. Every shot he hit there, so it's pretty cool to remember those things. And I'm sure they'll be showing a lot of that this week. So not being able to be back there this week when that's usually so much a part of your life this time of year, what do you miss the most? I think, uh, I think you know, mostly my family and friends that come in. We, we rent a house and everybody gets together. My head pro from when I was a junior golfer comes and cooks for everybody all week, and we have anywhere from 15 to 30 people for dinner every night. Um, you know, the champion's dinner, that, that's, you know, Obviously, something very special that uh, you, know, you look forward to. To you know, obviously, Tiger would have, is hosting the dinner this year, and we'll have to wait till November to see what he's uh, serving up for dinner. So that's always a great anticipation to see what uh, the guy who won the year before is serving, and you get a chance to catch up with uh, you know the legends of the game. You know, I get to see Tom Watson and, and Ray Floyd and um, Bob Golby, and um, you know, and, and catch up with these guys. And, and talk to them and see how they're doing. And, you, you know, they bring their grandsons in and you get to meet family. And so that's that's one of the little hidden treasures that people don't know a lot about is that camaraderie amongst the um, the champions there that uh, is really – I'll miss that this week for sure. You know, when you talk about the travel and it being safe, I think people are curious about how they travel. I, I read uh, – uh, the book, uh, Billy Casper's book, and then how they drove to tournaments back in the day. And a lot of guys, private jets, you seem to be talking commercial air. Uh, yeah. Would you drive across country if that were the only way to make it to the Masters? Because I'm pretty sure I would. Oh, I would. I would in a heartbeat. I mean, early in my career, my first uh, eight, nine years of my career, I lived out of my car. I drove everywhere. I had a clothes rack in the back of my car, all my clothes, all my clubs, everything was everything's in there. My life was in my car. Um I traveled across this country, across Canada, you know, and uh, so, yeah, I, I, I've driven plenty of 
24 plus hour drive straight to get to an event to get to the next event and um so yeah i'm I'm, it's been a long time since i've had to do that but i would do that in a heartbeat so we see that the majors in the u.s they've rescheduled and hopefully that they can come to pass and be played on those dates but the british canceled it did that surprise you it did uh pk yeah i was surprised um being so far out um I didn't. I haven't really read up on the rationale behind it. I know there's a lot of logistics to it, and you know, you can go through the list of everything that that it takes to run a big tournament like that. But it seems odd that uh, they wouldn't, you know, that they wouldn't wait a little bit. That's you know, what are we four months out for that? Um, so uh, yeah, I was definitely a bit uh, a bit surprised that they they made the call so early. Um, they must they must know something that maybe we don't over over there. Um, but, but I was surprised. Mike Weir, Masters champ, joining us here on ninety seven five and twelve eighty the zone. So in addition, I've heard that in addition to being a golfer, you are you are generally a sports fan. So yep. what are you missing as a sports fan the most? Is there an event, a sport, a game, anything that you're like, boy? That one thing. I hope they can rescue that one thing. Oh, man, so much. I'm a huge sports fan. Um, obviously, the Jazz. Um, I'm a big hockey fan. So, you know, we're, get, we're getting into the crunch time of playoffs right now. I mean, um, the year I won the Masters, um, I think I think um, Anaheim Mighty Ducks were in the final, and a good buddy of mine, Adam Oates, was, was playing for the Ducks, and they had just made it to the finals. Um, so I know this time of year, so, you know, you, you're probably through a couple of rounds of the playoffs already and kind of getting down to the you know, final four teams. So that's always exciting because playoff hockey is so intense and so fun to watch. So that's probably what I miss the most right now. I don't know how much you want to talk about it, Mike, but I understand you've got a pretty intense family issue going on right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, uh, it's been a tough week. Um, you know, uh, my girlfriend's daughter, Brielle, um, had a terrible uh, skateboarding accident, uh, oh, nine days ago now. And uh, But we've, we've gotten some good news in the last, uh, you know, 12 to 18 hours. Her, her numbers on her uh, brain um, are starting to come down, which which means that hopefully if that trend continues, we'll, we'll be able to wake her out of this uh, induced state that she's in to, uh, to get her back to us and get her back uh Healing and getting getting back to you know rehab and, and seeing whatever whatever complications we do, we just don't know the extent of the injury because uh, of the state she's in right now and just trying to keep her um, her brain healing um, in that state so we're seeing some good signs so we're, we're really hopeful today that that progresses and then um, then we'll we'll take the next steps from there so. We've had a uh, tremendous amount of support from the community and uh, primary children. I, I just have such a near, you know, I know they're a great hospital, but uh, near respect for what they do up there and the nurses and doctors and what they're dealing with with the virus, yet they still have other cases like Brielle um, and kids um, that, that need their help, and, man, they're, they're champions. The, the work they do is amazing. Well, Mike, best of luck there with Brielle and to, uh, to everybody who knows her. Good luck with that. Thank you. Mike, we're Masters champ, taking a few minutes to join us here this morning. Mike, we appreciate it and hope, uh, hope you get a chance to get back there in November. 
Yeah, yeah. So it'll be uh, it'll be great. It'll be a little bit odd to be there in the fall, but um, you know, anytime you get to go to Augusta, it'll be is is amazing. So we'll we'll look forward to that, and hopefully, we all get through this together, and we'll get uh, PK and I will get you on the course here pretty soon, <laughs> DJ. You know, do, do some of those air swings and inside, get your game ready, and we'll uh, we're gonna get out on the course soon. Sweet. <laughs> PK. PK. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's getting, news I've had in a long time. He's getting better. Well, yeah, but you should have seen where he started from. All right. All right, Mike. We appreciate it. Hey, thanks a lot. Uh, no problem, guys. Good All right. Mike Weir, Masters champ, joining us here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.